0: everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Wednesday. It is the 28th of August. This is episode number 811. We're going to be talking about the fruit of the spirit that is love. This is the week four of the MomStrong International Bible Study. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So lots going on in my life right now. Thanks to everybody who's been praying for us. We're kind of working our way through all the water damage and the pipes in our house and everything. And we've been traveling, had a fantastic Fantastic turnout in Kansas City last Saturday for Faith That Speaks, my women's conference. And speaking of the women's conference, I will be bringing that conference to Fredericksburg, Virginia. That is just two weeks away. So if you're anywhere in the Washington, D.C. area, greater uh, Richmond, Virginia, come on out, you guys. I come out once a year and uh, we've still got room for you. And it's gonna be, I promise you, a day that's gonna change your life. I will be there on Saturday, September the 14th. It's just two weeks away. If you want more information about my women's conference, Faith That Speaks, you can find it at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. I'll link back to that in the show notes today. But like I've been saying, you guys, this is my heart. It is my heart to come and just equip you in the word of God, the theme for Faith That Speaks. And this is the last one for the year is Miracle Worker, the life-changing power of following Jesus. And really what we're talking about at Faith That Speaks is what it looks like to have your faith not just be something that you carry around like a backpack but rather that is that it infuses your entire being and you become a voice for the Lord in the culture. That's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be the ambassadors for Jesus Christ. Next conference is gonna be October 12th in Vancouver, Washington. Early bird tickets are on sale now, but that rate ends on September 2nd. So if you're in the Pacific Northwest and you wanna come to the Women's Conference Faith that Speaks in Vancouver, that's gonna be held on October 12th and the early bird rate for that is gonna end here pretty quick. All right, lots of great things coming up for uh, for all of us this year, we're getting back to homeschooling, right? Moment of silence. I know there's a bunch of you who have already gone back to homeschooling. We never do it here until after Labor Day, but I know a bunch of you are back and I just wanna encourage you, a couple of things right off the bat. Uh, it A schedule is your friend. <laughs> schedule is your friend, all right? Moment of silence for everyone who has not yet penciled out their life. That might be me. Uh, I wrote a book about this called The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Daylight. And if you are trying to figure out how you can fit your size 12 day into a size 10, that's a great book for you. You can find it on Amazon or I'll link back to in the show notes today, but lots of practical information and a lot of great uh, spiritual insight and information for you as you begin to plan your year and ask the Lord to sort of infuse it with his spirit. Listen, God has a plan for you. So he wants to help you. The Lord wants to be intimately involved in the plans that you make. And I think for us as women, and this is certainly true, has been true for me uh, over the years, I like to make my plan and then present it to the Lord. And that's kind of backward. (laughs) So I'm gonna encourage you uh, to do what God says to do, and that's to lay your plans before him. So before you write out your schedule, before you do any of that stuff, come before the Lord and ask him what he wants you to do. And then when you're ready for the nitty gritty and you're ready to flesh it out, check out the Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Daylight. You don't have to be a homeschool mom to appreciate that book. It's a whole lot of of uh, encouragement for you and examples, real life examples from moms who have lots of little kids at home to moms who just have one or two, homeschooling moms, moms that work from home, moms who are got lots of little kids and high schoolers. Anyway, I think you guys will be encouraged. The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Daylight light so check it out I will link back to it in the show notes today all right we are on week four of the study at momstrong International we've been studying all summer the fruit of the spirit and we're going to wrap it up appropriately with the fruit of the spirit that is love and then next Monday so the first Monday of every month we start a brand new study I want to just encourage you this is a great time to jump into the study at momstrong International we're going to be talking about what it means to be an ambassador Ambassador for Jesus. And that's what we're supposed to be. And it doesn't the, the Bible doesn't give any caveats. God doesn't give any caveats to our ambassadorship. He doesn't say, Well, be my ambassador unless those guys are poking fun at you, then don't do it. He doesn't say, be an ambassador for me if you're feeling up to it. No, your life is speaking for the Lord. And one of the main ways that we speak for him is through the love that we show to other people. And here at Mom Strong International, we've spent a long time now the last three months for sure, just really digging deep into the fruit of the spirit of the Lord, all right? So this singular fruit, this fruit love, it's sort of like the freshy pulp of a rainier cherry, right? Or a perfectly ripe peach, or if you're like me, an avocado, right? Oh, you guys, what it would be like if our lives would look more like Jesus? What would happen if God's people who are called by his name would be the image bearers in every way that God has created us to be, that we would show forth the fruit of the spirit, which is evidence really that the Lord is at work in us. And so as people who love the Lord and as uh, those of us who greatly desire to love our biological and our spiritual families well, right? we've learned that only by the spirit flourishing in us are we able to have wisdom at all, only by God's working in us, only by his spirit alive in us, can we be who God wants us to be. And we can speak true kindness and we can be his salt and his light to a world that desperately needs it. And so we're gonna look at this a little bit because the world has really misunderstood love. And we talk about it in, in uh, Shades of Grey and there are no shades of gray around, around love. So uh, love, is an, love is a powerful thing and we can bring our strongest emotions and we can lay them at God's feet and let him examine us. And then we step back after he does that and hopefully we're rejuvenated, right? To a place where we can offer grace to other people because we realize it's been given to us. So in place of ungodly anger, God wants to give us his peace. And as these building blocks in our lives are being addressed, Biblical integrity comes into view, right? This is the plumb, the plumb line that directs us. And we are reminded in the word that it's not okay to take any sort of sin lightly. So even when we let the small things slip, it it erodes at the foundation, right? And pretty soon we become comfortable with deceit, right? And pretty soon we become comfortable with the world's definition of what love is and the world's definition of kindness and the world's definition of goodness, all right? And we don't want that. Paul is very clear when he tells the body of Christ in Galatia that they need to be seeing growth from the Holy Spirit who is at work transforming them. And often we think that these people groups and churches in biblical times were free of the family drama and the parenting crises and the arguments that we experience, But the truth is, They were just like you and me and their people, regardless of where they lived. And Paul summarized his message to the believing Gentiles by saying this, listen to what he said. Christ set you free for the sake of freedom, to enter into love, to love your neighbors, that's that agape love, as yourself, not to be saved and then imprisoned by things that God doesn't require of you. You started out well, but you got distracted. Also, by the way, if you wound each other with your words, and your actions, watch out, because you can be consumed. You've got freedom in Christ, but until eternity, your flesh is going to battle against the spirit of God. So let him reign in you and experience the fullness of his joy. So at this point, Paul sounds like every other mother reading the study has sounded when we've had it with the behaviors running amok in our houses, and Paul's frustrated. He's going, listen, you guys, you you've been set free. You got freedom in Christ, but you're always going to be battling with your flesh because guess what? We live here. We're walking on planet Earth, right? And so as we dig into this topic of love and what it looks like and what does it mean to love the culture, we keep in front of us that the love that God requires of us and asks for us looks different than the world defines it. So agape love, which we've talked about before, right? That's the love that we have one for another. That's different than uh, uh, the the love that you see in a marriage relationship, all right? So agape love is an unconditional, well, I should back up. We we see agape love in our marriages, hopefully, (laughs) because without it, uh, that eros love ain't gonna last that long. And when we think about agape love, we think of it as unconditional, right? It's a sacrificial love. It's a willing choice that we make to love that person in front of us or love that that child that's driving us crazy or love our spouse through the middle of a disagreement, right? It's a love that decides to be for the benefit of the one who receives the love rather than because the lover is receiving pleasure. And so God is not only agape love, God also shows it and he commands it of believers. And whatever he commands, he also enables. I'm gonna say that again. You should write that down. Whatever he commands, he also enables. So our flesh is strong, but the fact that God loves us so powerfully gives us the strength to put down our prideful flesh and instead put his love on. So love for God is what drives us to fight for kindness and goodness in all aspects of the Holy Spirit's fruit. It motivates us to weed out sin and, it's, and it addresses that sin, right? Love that comes from God and love that's for God motivates us to choose a life of integrity. Love for God spills over into home and into work. It's what pushes us to embrace the Spirit's work in our lives. What a privilege, you guys, to be loved by a holy Intimate God. Warren Wearsby noted that it is possible for the old nature to counterfeit some of the fruit of the Spirit. Have you guys ever seen that in your life? I have. It's, I'm always amazed by it, by my the ability of my sinful flesh to sort of get in the way of my walk with the Lord. But the flesh can never produce the fruit of the Spirit. I'm gonna say that again. If you're not walking with the Lord, you can counterfeit love, but it will never be the real thing. Because our flesh, apart from God, we cannot produce the kind of agape love that the Bible teaches comes from the spirit of the living God. So one difference is this. When the spirit produces fruit, God gets the glory and the Christian is not conscious of his own spirituality. But when the flesh is at work, this this person who is displaying that love or displaying that giving or whatever is inwardly proud of himself. And he's pleased when others compliment him. So the work of the spirit is to make us more like Christ because we are wanting to glorify God, not because we want to get the praise of men. And this is a really important aspect to why we love people. We love them and why why are we obedient? Why do we bring our spirit and our flesh captive to do the will of God? It's because of a love for God that motivates us right we want to be motivated by that love first corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 to 7 says love is patient it's kind it's not jealous love doesn't brag it's not arrogant love doesn't act unbecomingly it doesn't seek its own it's not provoked moment of silence does not take into account a wrong suffered does not rejoice in unrighteousness but rejoices with the truth Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. This is the Holy Spirit at work in us. In Galatians 5 says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Right, and we learn in Romans chapter five, uh, the apostle Paul says, and not only this, but we also exalt in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation, knowing that suffering, brings about perseverance, right? That's patience under trial, brings about perseverance and perseverance, proven character and proven character, hope and hope does not disappoint because the hope of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Because while we were helpless, while we were still sinners at just the right time, God died for us. It's a powerful reminder that our love for others should never be motivated by anything else but our love for God. Our love for God should be the motivation. That's why we speak on behalf of the unborn. That's why we tell the truth about sexual sin in the culture. That's why we speak the truth even if our voice shakes. It's because of our love for God and our love for God should train our hearts to love other people. And sometimes that love of other people means we're gonna step out in front of something that could possibly turn out not so good for us, right? I had a wonderful conversation with several women at Abundant Life in Lee's Summit when we were there last week for the conference. And so many of the questions that I get when I'm signing books or sitting at the table or trying to get a bite of sandwich at the lunch table, so many of the questions that I get now are coming from moms who are afraid to be loving because love does not sacrifice truth. Now, that doesn't mean that you're a jerk about it, but it means that if you can tell that your palms are sweating and your heart's racing and you know that you know that you know that God's asking you to speak the truth and to be an ambassador for him, it might cost you something, right? It might cost you something. And I talk to moms who are afraid of what it's going to look like to raise their children in a culture that doesn't understand agape love, that doesn't understand God's approach to this fruit of the spirit that he calls love. You see, love tells the truth. Love is patient. Love is willing to walk through deep water with somebody else. And this is the same thing that's true of our children. Right? You can't force your kids to love God. So how do we train them to love him? How do we train our kids to embrace God's approach, this agape love? How do we train our children to approach life the way God tells them to while we're praying for them to come to know him? So the first thing that you do, listen up, parents, model, 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 model it. You can't give your kids what you don't have. Be the parents who love Jesus and embrace him. Not the worn down mom and dad who makes the kids dread adulthood. (laughs) Show them the beauty of the gospel and how loved they are, how many things that they can see around them that carry the fingerprints of God. Join him where he's working in your family and you will begin to see fruit in the lives of your kids. As you teach biblical principles as best practices, Right? You don't need to be all churchy. As the Lord gives you opportunity, speak truth to them. Model what it looks like. Pray with your kids, pray with them. So, how can you model trust and loving God in prayer? You pray openly, you pray with age appropriate information. Philippians 4, uh, chapter 4, verses 6 to 7, pray openly about everything. Psalm 34, model trust even when you're suffering even when you're suffering. We want to trust the Lord. In First Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, it says, but the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. So trust the Lord. So the three things that make up our motive for everything that we do in parenting is to give them instruction, right? Of love from a pure heart and a good conscience, and a sincere faith. So the goal is always to teach them to love like Jesus does. And you guys, I'm telling you what, if we can't do it, they're gonna have a real hard time because the culture wars against the things of the Lord. It really does. And if we want our children to walk in right relationship with the Lord, it starts with you, it starts with me. It's integrity in every situation. It's situational integrity. And part of that is love. It's that it's that integrity of spirit that shows us how to live in right relationship with the Lord. How do we model love when we don't feel like we're being loved in return? Ever had a three-year-old scream at you? I have. <laughs> how do we model it? We ask the Lord to help us do it. So, so far at Mom Strong International this summer, we have learned about every fruit of the spirit, every single one of them. And you can go back and uh, before this study is not available anymore. If you join me at MomStrong International, you can download this study on love. Uh, I wish, I'm gonna start putting screenshots of the study so that you guys can see what it looks like. Because those of you who haven't joined us at MomStrong International yet, I'm telling you what, these women are growing. And you can download the study and do it with your kids. You can do it as a family. I'm telling you, the word of God will change your life. So, I want to just encourage you, join me, become a member at Mom Strong International. It's just about $8 a month. And I'm telling you what, it goes a whole long way to supporting this ministry. And it helps me continue to keep the writing team writing for you. They're the ones who help me get the study out to you every month. If you haven't checked out Kids Strong, our daughter Savannah writes Kids Strong, and that really is aimed at moms who have young children to help you teach your children what you are learning because we can't pass on what we don't possess. So once we start to learn it, we wanna learn how to pass it on. And so I'm gonna encourage you, if if you haven't done it already, this is a great time. September is a fantastic time to jump into the word of God. Get up in the morning, you guys, set your alarms, get up before your kids if you can, open up the word of God, download the study, fill in the blanks, uh, get used to inking up your Bible. And I promise you, being in the word of God will change your life. The Holy Spirit does the work. It's God that changes us and he does it through prayer and through the study of his word. Try it and see if God won't change your life in that way also. Before I go today, I wanna let you guys know about some things that are really cool that are happening from our sponsor. I did a really cool podcast recently about sheltering children. A lot of you guys heard it. I heard some great feedback from you. One thing that we don't wanna keep from our children is the power of handling money responsibly. Our podcast sponsor today is Evangelical Christian Credit Union, and they have tools that parents can use to teach financial responsibility to children of any age. So spending accounts, savings accounts, no monthly or overdraft fees, I could go on and on. We've got to teach our children to be accountable for their finances and ECCU can help you do just that. You can learn more at eccu.org forward slash Heidi. Listen, you guys, don't shield your children from responsibility. They'll thank you later. I wanna thank you guys also for listening to the podcast today. It really encourages us. If you've got a question that you'd like addressed at Mailbox Monday, shoot us an email, podcast at thebusymom.com. Any correspondence that you wanna send to us, including financial support for this ministry, can be sent to me, Heidi St. John, Care of Firmly Planted Family, 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington 98682. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day, and I'll see you back here on Friday for part two of my interview with the amazing Andrew Pudewa. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.